Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Vincent, joined today by my two good friends, Mason from Buffalo and, and uh, Bradford Sonnenberg from all the way up in Alberta, Canada, where it is currently very cold, as he informed me before this uh, this podcast started. I think he wants us to uh, thank him for his service, for just existing in the cold. Just a little commiseration. Uh, thank you. I, I want to make a... Listen, thank I'm not joking. For, service for, for, for living in the cold. It's cold. Right now, it is... Uh, I'm not joking. Colder Edmonton than it is in Antarctica right now. Antarctica is a more pleasurable temp. Like it's it's this place is not inhabitable right now. Like it's I have to I I if you go outside it's a brain freeze. It's crazy. Are you currently being hit by that storm that's coming through like the Midwest U.S. in like tomorrow? There's no storm. It's just freezing, man. Like there's oh. like snow or anything like that. It's just like outside, the air just like like eats you. We haven't really had a kind of snow or anything, but it's like mm. I'm, I'm being assaulted by 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 the by the cold. It's not. This isn't. We're not talking like some like like Bills Dolphins magical little snowfall coming no. down. We're talking I... snowballs and everybody's having a good time. No, no, this is this is cold hard. I'm worried. I'm worried about my crackheads up there, man. They're they're not gonna be doing so well. No, I've seen reports it's going to be literally like negative 45 tomorrow in like the Denver area. So some serious cold is coming through a lot of places. That's wild. Hopefully the Broncos don't play at home, do they? Uh, I believe they do, actually. I believe. What's what's colder, Russell Wilson or or the the weather coming that way? Honestly, I feel like it would be kind of nice to have a game canceled, you know, give you like like moved you know give you like a little more time to like i mean what what more christmas miracle could there be <laughs> oh just kidding that game's in la yeah we get the christmas we get the chris we get the christmas present of rams versus broncos what a walker mayfield what a versus someone <laughs> yeah, we'll see how are, you, how are you doing mason i'm doing quite well how about yourself bradford uh, as, outside of, of being cold, I'm okay. I, I just finished my exams for the semester today, so I'm I'm happy to be here, taking in your stash as opposed to out there taking in the cold. The man is a free man. He's a he's a free man now, and he's just got time on his hands. So we've been going kind of long with these recently. I wanted to keep this one kind of short, so I figured we'd talk about all our specific teams, and then we just talk about some of the bigger games this weekend. I wanted to start with you, Bradford, because, listen, I know Patrick Mahomes' stat line was crazy good. What, he only missed, like, four throws, something like that, or something crazy like that? He said he has a record for completion percentage in a game with 40 pass attempts or more. Yeah, uh, that, that's pretty insane. But at the same time, you almost <laughs> lost to the Houston Texans. So, like, where are you at mentality-wise? I'm starting to come around on the fact that, huh, maybe this Chiefs defense just isn't that good. They suck, man. This is what this is what I was saying. This is what I was saying after the Rams game, where they were they were letting Bryce Perkins run around, and then and then that hideous Broncos game, and then in this one, it was like, 
Like, man, I, I, I mean, it was fluky, obviously. Like, in order to be in a position like that, there's got to be some flukes. But, man, it's, it's the one-win Texans. Like, there was a couple fumbles, and, my God, I am not one to whine about the refing, but Carl Jeffers needs to be investigated, man. He, he was the ref that uh, pooped his pants when all of Arrowhead was yelling at him for that ridiculous roughing the passer call on Chris Jones. And he's got, like, a long history of doing this. If you look at the penalties he his crew calls per game against any other team versus the Chiefs, it's an insane discrepancy, right? And they made him cry on live television last time. So this was one of the most masterful revenge games I have ever seen. I don't know if you've watched back any of this game in full, Eric, or if you watched it while it was happening. But if you did, you'll see exactly what I mean. There was one part of the game where the, te- the Texans had a drive with eight straight penalties against the Chiefs. And maybe one of them was actually a penalty. It was, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. There was a certain part of this game. I, I'm not making this up. There's clips of this. Of Carl Sheffers throwing a flag before the play even happens and then going to his other refs asking if there was a penalty on the play that he could call and they're just like no there's nothing we've called like eight in a row carl what the what are you doing like it, it's so it's a little concerning obviously the texans did it, but at the same time like the 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 chiefs have a ridiculous turnover differential for a team that's like <laughs> this good right like you gotta clean that up you're like bottom seven in the league, I think, was the stat I heard earlier today. Absolutely. It's a, it's a mix of we have almost no interceptions on the season and just fumbles, man. Like, there's been just a lot of just weird, uh, unopportune fumbles. And, I mean, they had that insane stretch of, like, yeah, Sky Moore on punt returns for the seventh game in a row. This will work this time. And every time it's just a – like, it's, it's muffed to, like, it's 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 a weird team, but I'm not I'm not the sky isn't falling, but like yeah, might want might want to stop fumbling the ball a little bit. I mean, you almost lost to a one win team that played three quarterbacks. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We almost lost it to Jeff Driscoll. That's that's rough. Although my one one well, thing. okay, Phil Dorsett threw a ball. He's not. A <laughs> he did. He did. He did. I, I'm happy to see that Jerk McKinnon is emerging as like an actual star, which I, I, I had a lot of hot takes about this in the offseason, but I felt he was the best running back on the roster. And that like, you know, McKinnon, he's, he's, he's called Jet McKinnon for a reason. Guy has absolute juice. And I'm happy he got his hero moment in this game. And despite that, I picked him up in our fantasy league and still lost this week, by the way, but in a heartbreaker. Uh, gave up a like forty point lead was very disappointing. Oh, wow! So you really just played the NFL game this week? You wanted to play along? Yeah, I really did. Let's just talk about that one. Vikings, Colts. Sure. I, I literally texted you at halftime, Eric. Like, did the Vikings fall into a pit? Yeah, Are they not showed up to the stadium. I'm not right. watching this game, so I need some insight on what the hell happened. So here's how this happened. I was out late, as some 20-somethings are, on Friday nights. And I woke up on Saturday, and I turned on the game, and it was 21 nothing. And then I watched, kept watching the game. And at halftime, you know, I was kind of half asleep and, like, working on my phone and doing some other stuff on my laptop. And I look up. And it's thirty three nothing at halftime, and I'm like, "Wow, Vikings really just didn't didn't show up today." 
And then, to be honest, I turned off the game. I turned off the game because I was like, I want to, I want to be better as a human. You know, I'm not, I'm not as depraved as to watch the Colts put a more than thirty-three point beat down on the Minnesota Vikings. Flipped it back on about thirty minutes later, the Vikings are within a touchdown. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And then the fourth quarter of this game was just nuts. Like, insane plays from Justin Jefferson. Insane plays from Dalvin Cook. Honestly, insane plays from Kirk Cousins at points. Like, it it just got wild in the fourth quarter. And the Vikings walk away with the win. And it's they win the division. And it's sort of like... Okay, at what point is it maybe like not so much a fluke that they continually win this kind of game and maybe they're just like a good team? Like have have we considered that yet? Like I I like I I know it's hard to believe that, but like bad teams don't come back from down 33 nothing. Good teams don't go down 33 nothing is the paradox here, though. That's the tough thing, where it's like, I do think they're a good team overachieving. Yeah, it's so I, hard to evaluate. Let, let's see, let's see uh, what happens when they run into somebody that isn't the four-win Colts. Or, like, what are the chances of having some ridiculous, like, game is over and Josh Allen gets the ball punched out at the goal? Like, it's not I – don't, I don't know about these Vikings, but I do know about these Colts. Yikes. Jeff, I, I, I will say that loss hurt me bad. It hurt me bad. I literally pushed the car out of the mud, thought they won, walked away happy, and then found out the rest of the bullshit that happened. I, I believe that game was done, and I just hadn't gotten to turning it off yet because my, my grandma is a diehard Vikings fan, right? She has been for their, their entire existence. And I, I, ta- I, I, I called her. We were just talking about how crazy the game was, and I just hadn't gotten to turning it off. And all of a sudden, she starts freaking out. I'm like, what? She's like, look at the TV. And I'm like, ah, impossible. And that'll totally happen in the playoffs for them. Like, it's very suspicious. Yeah. And, and it really is. I'll agree with that. I mean, you know, maybe they're not the greatest team in the world, but the fact that they have the resolve and the medal to make sure that they're always in the game and that they're trying to play for that win, like, that's something that gets you through a playoff game or two. That's something you can win a championship on. I mean... I'm, well, th- th- let's make no mistake. This team is getting clobbered by the Eagles slash Niners. But, but I, probably, you know, that's, they're, they're, I, I'm so confident. What I'm saying is that mentality that you can come back from that, that mentality that you can go into nearly the fourth quarter, still down like 27 points, and still get two touchdowns taken away from you, and still drive that thing into overtime, and barely win it on a kick to end the game. Like that takes some resolve. That does. I mean, it's I, I like I like the. Uh, I can't remember who it was after the game. I might have been it might have been Eric Kendricks or it was one of the players on defense. And literally at one point in the game, they were just like, five more touchdowns. Come on, we got Patrick you. Peterson. Patrick, Patrick Peterson. Peterson. Yeah. He gave a he gave a halftime speech about it. And he was just <laughs> like, Look, we'll get you your stops. You just need five touchdowns. It's not that much. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I love that. And he's, I love that mentality. He was on Pat McAfee earlier today, actually, and he was talking about it. And he was like, then I saw him start scoring it. We were up to, like, 21. He was like, we're almost there, guys. Like, we just got to keep going. He was like, I couldn't stop walking up and down the sidelines. Just get him. And <laughs> damn. I, I suppose. Poor calls. 
it is easier when you're up against like like a Stone Age pony and Matt Ryan and, and Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Weekend there. Just maybe absolutely. it's not a, a fair moniker, but he is like the choke artist of the century at this point. Matt I mean, Ryan is he worse than Ryan? Can't find a weed he can't blow. Like, I feel so bad for him because in both instances, it's not completely his fault. But that's going to be his leg. This might be the last game we ever see of him. Like, what a tragic end. This, in my opinion, may be the most tragic ending to a, a pretty legendary career. Like, I think this outdoes Marino, who had, like, a 60-burger dropped on him by the Jags in his final game. This is, like, just with Matt Ryan. It's just, like, this sad, like, like the, gets to relive the most traumatic moment of his entire life. And then, guess what? Nick Foles is in for you and life comes at you fast yeah it does you've muted yourself as i've muted myself life does (laughs) come at you fast see here's my problem i forgot my earbuds so i I really hope this does not sound echoey i don't think the mics on this laptop are that good uh but but we will see in post hopefully that this hopefully this sounds okay um i genuinely wouldn't have noticed Okay. I, I, if you hadn't said anything, I, this audio has been solid. So. Gotcha. That's good. That's what I'm looking for is solid audio. So, I, hey, I your team got to win. Come on. You got you to gotta want to talk about that, I know, right? I know, I know. Let's get to something else, Bo, because I, I tweeted this out. I've been thinking about wide receivers a lot recently. And, like, to me – there's a very clear tier one in the NFL. And, and the separation between like tier one and tier two is minuscule just because of how talented wide receivers are at this point in the league. But I would say if you if you forced me to pick like the best three tier one wide receivers in the NFL, it has to be right now Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, and Jamar Chase. I think those three are very clearly the best three in the NFL. And um, Justin Jefferson's just incredible. You know, he's he's had a really good year. And uh, was it was it like Cooper Cup season last year? No, the volume isn't that high. But, like, he does incredible things every week. He's an incredible route runner. And I, I just want to give Justin Jefferson some flowers before we move on. Yeah, let, let's talk about the Broncos for a sec. I, I mean, it was nice. Where yeah. were you when the Denver Broncos heroically, valiantly rallied to defeat the Trace McSorley Arizona Cardinals? Truly, yeah, truly It was motivation. a very heroic game. It was yeah. inspirational even. Latavius Murray. Huge day on the ground. Some really nice touchdowns. Rhett Rippin, a few really nice throws, especially one to Andrew Beck for a touchdown, I believe. Uh, I uh, The defense was not a complete liability. Um, they gave up some rushing yards. That'll happen when you put Draymond Jones on IR, by the way. Broncos, that is their 25th player on IR this year. That makes them the most injured team in the National Football League. Just want to put that out there. 
Last year, they were the second most injured team in the National Football League. It seems like every year, actually, the Denver Broncos are one of the most injured teams in the National Football League. And yet, they haven't changed their, like, training staff or strength and conditioning people. You need to fire everyone, including the training staff and the strength and conditioning people. Because guess what? You cannot prevent your players from getting injured. It is, And it's the same thing. It's hamstrings and ankles and soft tissue injuries and stuff that could be prevented with proper care. But they, they just don't. They're, they're just incompetent. They are incompetent. They're just... I, I don't know how they just got negative, but they are incompetent with, because they, they just allow, you know, the whole team gets injured every year. Maybe they're just cursed. Who knows? It is sad that it's like, yay, the Broncos finally get a win. Let's talk about how bad they're doing on season. In, in summary, nice to see Brett Rippin get a win. I'm happy they finally found their quarterback of the future here. You know? good, good guy, Brett Rippin. Good guy, Brett Rippon. Made a few nice throws. Got the win. Yeah. Got the dub. In in a season where winning and losing really means nothing because you don't own your first round pick, it is nice that they'll finish the year at 4 and 13 instead of 3 and 14. Yeah. It's nice to get that. It's nice to get that extra. You got to find the positives in life. Hey. Hey, you're playing the Rams this week. You never know. That might be another win right there. They instead a dub. Honestly, they should get a dub on Christmas. And if they don't, it'll be embarrassing. But you know, embarrassment tends to happen to this franchise. So who knows? I will be um not too thrilled about it, but uh working on Christmas at the radio station. So there will be no instant reaction pod, but I'm sure we'll, and I wouldn't force Bradford to do a podcast on Christmas. I'm not a crazy person. Um, I, I absolutely plan on spending my Christmas watching Rams Broncos, by the way. Yeah. Great um, but we'll, we'll talk about Rams Broncos next week for sure, because again, there's potential for Broncos sadness corner. Once again, if, if, uh, if something goes terribly wrong there as a cat has now entered the frame, what yep. is your cat's name, Mason? Uh, this is Luca, and she's been relentlessly stalking me for the entire podcast. All right. Well, Luca, welcome to the program. I uh, am not a cat person. My younger brother lives with me and has a cat. His name is Teddy. Uh, not my brother, but the cat. The cat's name is Teddy. I, I, I sort of dislike Teddy as a, as a general premise. He's a kitten and very wild. But, uh, you know, I respect mellow cats. Is Luca a mellow cat? Yes. Her reason for stalking me at the moment is because I'm not sitting on a couch so that she can lay next to me and fall asleep. She's very upset about that because that's what time of night it is. Ah, yes. That is the time of night indeed. All right. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, what a fun game that was. Really, really tasty. Let me just ask you this, Mason. Do does this podcast have to reprimand you? Did you throw a snowball? 
I I personally did not throw a snowball. Uh, I require no reprimand. Loser. So so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I personally, from where I sit, would not conscionably throw a snowball. I saw plenty of them go over, but I sit in the 300s. And I promise you, there were some dudes in the 100s that were taking those to the dome, and that was not fun for them in any way, shape, or form. And I would not want to be the target of that. So I ain't throwing them over there. That being said, were I closer to the field and could hit a stripe, oh, that might have changed a little bit of my attitude towards that because, God, the officiating this year has been god-awful. And somebody needs to do something about it. It was but, bad. Uh, it, it, we were reprimanded at least six times throughout the game. Uh, at one point, the announcer came on and said, Josh doesn't want you to throw snowballs. Please stop. <laughs> he realized that threatening us with arrest and threatening us with 15-yard penalties was not doing the trick. And he needed to hopefully get Josh to rein us in. That's hilarious. Um, it reminds me. It reminds me of like this one game back in the nineties. Obviously, I wasn't around to watch it, but I've I've rewatched it since. Where like Chiefs fans were causing a ruckus and like Elway threw a total baby tantrum, and so like the 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 refs were like, "If you guys don't stop screaming, we're gonna start giving the Chiefs fifteen yard penalties." Perhaps perhaps they should have adopted just because Elway's a little whiny baby, but like. Perhaps they should have adopted something like that, like one yard for every snowball thrown. <laughs> something similar happened to the Bills in the 90s, actually, where the refs had to threaten them, like, you're being too loud, we have to quiet it down, or we're going to start oh, assessing God. penalties. And it's like, wow, okay, then. That's funny. Excellent win, though. And as far as snowball victims could go, Tyreek Hill is definitely a good choice. It's well done. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean it was I... just one of the wildest scenes of the NFL season watching like 300 to 500 people simultaneously throw snowballs onto a football field. Yeah, I don't know how much you guys could see on the cameras, but oh my God, in the stadium, it was wild. literally every angle. There were just snowballs flying. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then, of course, I mean, the NFL just knows how to put on a show. They get the weather gods to put on the to put on the performance in the in the fourth quarter where you can have like the slow-mo snows coming down. Josh Allen's getting hit while he's making a big throw down down the field, and you're like, yeah, this is just football, man. And these are just dudes braving the element. And I know that part of it must suck because I bet it was a mess getting home and I bet it was cold and miserable but I bet that was a hell of a lot of fun to be there in the middle of a huge snowstorm while the Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins are just doing action those are the type of games that really bring me back to like oh yeah I like I I love football a lot like it's just a lot of fun to watch when that stuff gets gets going. We're we're it, not. It really was pretty magical. I'm, yeah, and we're I mean, not frauds it's, it's, like baseball, where baseball's biggest enemy is the weather. We're, yeah. we we play in the elements. That's what football is. Football. And it was glorious. And and you guys don't get the same experience, unfortunately, because you can't hear the stadium music. But the stadium music guy deserves 
an absolute raise. I don't know what he's making already, but he needs more money because so the Snowfall hits. The first song we get is Let It Snow, obviously. And then the runner-up song to that is Sweet Home Alabama. And the crowd went ballistic for it. And obviously it was most of the talking point of most Bills fans of how Alabama it was like out there in the weather. <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah, it was, it was pretty glorious. Years from now, people are going to refer to it as the snowball game. And you're going to be able to be yeah. Like, yeah, I was there. I was at the I, snowball game. I, I almost went to the uh, snow game with the Colts as well. But uh, we balked on that one because we were about a block away from the stadium and couldn't see the stadium. And decided in our heart of hearts that we didn't want to be stuck down there in a shitty Ultima. And <laughs> That's a, I think the wise decision. Game. Yeah, I, I don't really regret that one. I'll be honest with you. Because from our seats, we wouldn't have seen the football game anyway. Barely yeah, saw it on TV when we got home. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it It was a great football game. I, it I was glorious. Touch, I, I want to touch briefly. I do give the Dolphins some credit. Because I think Tua, like, answered a lot of the criticism in this game. Like... This was a rough game in the elements that did not favor him doing what he typically does. And he still played extremely well, hit most of the throws he needed to make, and kept the Dolphins in it. And they are they are not a perfect team. Of course not. But I, I do gen, genuinely think they're going to be a playoff team and a team that you, you need to keep an eye out for as we reach the end of this season. And uh, But... This was a big win for the Bills in the division. You know, they have the division lead now. Um, all they have to do is hold on, and you'd imagine they, they get a home a home game in the playoffs, which, of course, is, is going to be very valuable to them. So very, very neat that, uh, that the Bills uh, get the win there, and I, I, I really enjoyed this game. Oh, and we didn't mention earlier the Chiefs. Congrats, Bradford won the AFC West. So yeah, um, I don't even four think years in a row. Notable. I don't even think that's a notable event at this point. Seven years in a row now, right? Seven, what, seven years uh, in a row. Yes. Now, now the crazy. second, the second longest divisional dominant streak in uh, in NFL history. I believe. At I least think we've all forgotten who the first one was. I don't. No, none of us remember that one. I think it's not we've relevant. All forgotten. No. Yeah, they're they're too busy uh, pulling off maybe the dumbest play I've ever seen. And like I couldn't, I didn't even have a reaction when I watched it live because I I, I was like, there's no what, like there's no way that just happened. It didn't even register to me that the the Patriots um just decided that they didn't want to win that game against the Raiders. Yeah, we could talk about that for a little bit. That is one of the wildest endings to a football game I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, one sucks for me because I have a Ramondre Stevenson in <sighs> fantasy, and uh, I would imagine Bill Belichick will be like, "Yeah, you don't really get to see the ball much this week." Um, no. Asking the chat for your chances. On that I think one. it's better for Stevenson that he doesn't get to see the ball compared to Mott, like Jacoby Mott. Like he'll never see his family again. Like that's that's just that's just it. Yeah, he's if we never hear from Jacoby Myers again. Don't be surprised. You really can't be pitching the ball back. That was not in the plan, from what I read, at least. And from okay, well, at least Stevenson got it to a got it to a guy. 
Yeah, but that was, back that was not Christopher in the game plan. Noted, noted a very small and unnoticeable man, Chandler Jones. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? Just this shot, the shot of Chandler Jones just stealing Mac Jones' soul. Oh, that's... That's so so dumb. Like just the dumbest. Like, and that probably just is it for their playoff chances too. Like that's, oh, that's that's hilarious. I'm usually whenever the Raiders win, I'm like, oh darn. But that that I I was just laughing. Good for you, Raiders. That's that's absolutely hilarious. And that's like the kind of thing that would happen to the Raiders this year. Like what a, what a what a twist. I love that. Yeah, it's a very 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 tough one for the. For the Pats, nice to see Darren Waller back over the past few weeks with him healthy. The offense has looked a little bit better. That's nice. Are they ultimately going anywhere, the Las Vegas Raiders? Absolutely not. But still, that was a wild and crazy game, wild and crazy finish. And I'm glad we touched on that uh, briefly. I did want to talk about... Jalen Hurts, who uh, may have a sprained shoulder, although today Nick Sirianni came out and said something like he heals faster than all of us. Some, some like Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson was the fastest healer. Russell Wilson. Was he like Wolverine or something? I Wolverine blood. Uh, he absolutely proved that last year. Definitely, yes. <laughs> Wolverine blood quote uh, type type stuff from Nick Sirianni, who was like. Oh, he might play this week, but he had another really great game, uh, especially through the air on um, on uh, Saturday. He, he scored all his touchdowns on the ground, but had 315 passing yards, played very well, had two interceptions, yes, but still very good. Just impressive, uh, him. And then, you know, Justin Fields picked up a knock in this game as well, which makes you wonder how much he'll be used as a runner the rest of the way. Uh, as I, I would imagine, they want to kind of try to keep him healthy. The other thing is A.J. Brown has now put together like monster weeks for about a month straight, uh, about four straight games where he's gone over 150 yards each game, uh, which is pretty insane. Eagles, really good. They're going to get the Cowboys this week, even if it's Gardner Minshew. Who cares? They've pretty got this, pretty much got this division wrapped up. I just wanted to touch on the Eagles very, very quickly. I'm sorry, oh, Eric. I, I care. I'm a huge Gardner Minshew fan. And okay. Dallas, you better watch out. You better hide your, hide, hide your, hide your moms, hide your wives, hide, hide, hide your, hide your daughters, because Gardner, Gardner Minshew. If he plays in this game, he's gonna look very good. I feel I, I feel very strongly that Gardner Minshew is a starting caliber quarterback. You know all that nonsense on the Around the NFL podcast with like Craig and Geno Smith? That's me and Gardner Minshew. He outplayed uh, Trevor and never got his chance and he gets shipped away. And then when he actually came into games in Philadelphia, he was awesome, but I, I mean, I gotta respect the stash on him too. He's got a good, absolutely. good stash. Yeah, absolutely, a great stash uh, as as one stash man to another. Like it's a, it's an absolutely fantastic stash. Yeah, I got room for him for that reason alone. 
the last thing I want to talk about is I'm not often right on this podcast. You guys know this. Oh, this is a Cowboys take guaranteed. I'm often wrong. Uh, But uh, I was right on the Dallas Cowboys. Like, you know, uh, I didn't get sucked in. I didn't play this little game that everyone in the national media played about Thanksgiving when they were like, oh, man, look at the Cowboys. They could make a real Super Bowl run. Uh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Very joke. Dak Prescott has choked and will always choke. He is the new Tony Romo. Pretty good in the regular season, but in December and January, forget about it. He's not good enough to win a Super Bowl, and he's not good enough to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. And shout out Trevor Lawrence, who like occasionally just has these runs where he makes unreal throws for like a quarter straight. And then like he he's He's just a dude, man, and I'm I'm interested to see how the rest of the year goes. I'm rooting hard for the Jags. The last thing at this point I want to see is the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs. Give me Trevor Lawrence. Give me the Jags. I'm happy about them, and 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 that's that's my take on that. I actually saw earlier uh, a cool stat about Trevor Lawrence. Over the past four weeks, he has the highest touchdown to interception ratio and tied for most touchdowns of any quarterback in the NFL. Can- he's thrown for 12 of them, and he's thrown one interception. Trevor's that guy, and he's making it work with like Zay Jones and, and Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones. Ed, this is Trevor- Did you see the interview after the game? I can't remember who it was on the Jags, but they were like, what's different about this year? Like, what's different in your team? And he's like, I'm not even going to lie to you, coaching. Just <laughs> yes, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious. And to me, I remember a certain podcast that literally like halfway through the season was like, I think the Jags should just move on and, and, uh, and draft a new quarterback. I'm not going to name any names, but I don't know who that guy is, but what He's got me feeling all silly right now because Trevor Lawrence is that guy, and that's that's what I'm saying. And the Cowboys are not that guy, so props to props to props to you on that. Anything we're forgetting before we head out here? I feel like an honorable mention just to uh, the uh, uh, ridiculous like like box collapse. That team just absolutely absolutely. Oh, yeah, that game was absolutely wild. They looked like they had legitimately figured it out on offense in the first <laughs> half, and then it all disappeared. I actually, I actually, if if you'll humor me for twenty seconds, I I prepared a, a poem about this this Buccaneer. Oh, beautiful! Yes, that's I, exactly I actually, what we're looking for. I actually. add my own personal flair to it. This is so. This is this is in regards to Tom Brady and the twenty twenty two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Does it have a title? Uh. Not one that I that I've I've thought of right now. Oh, we'll just okay. call it Brady. All right. I met a traveler from an antique land, who said, two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them, on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown, and wrinkled lip, and sneer of cold command, tell that its sculptor well those passions read which yet survive, stamped on these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed. And on the pedestal, these words appear. My name is Brady, goat of goats. Look on my works, ye mighty in despair. Nothing beside remains, round the decay of that colossal wreck. 
boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. That was beautiful, Bradford. And, and a spin-off of one of my favorite poems of all time. You know, you, you, you did a really wonderful job. You know I'm a poet at heart, and you know, you know. It's, I threw that in there for you. And it's, it, it is beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful poem by you. Thank you very much, very much for that. Mason, anything else? That, that was just wonderful. I, I very much enjoyed that. Uh, I'm going to have to step up my game, but I usually do limericks, so. <laughs> I need. I, I want. I want limericks next episode that you're on. All right, okay. done. We'll Let's start see. doing haikus then next. <laughs> Let's, we go. Let's just go around. Go around. Uh, go around the Zoom here. Now, pardon me if I'm assuming something that I'm not supposed to assume, but I assume we all celebrate Christmas here. I, I I celebrate I celebrate I celebrate well I don't necessarily celebrate Christmas in the sense that I I'm not much of like a family person but I do I do attend Christmas and I do enjoy the fruits. Great. Let's just go around and say what we're hoping for for Christmas this year. Bradford, you go ahead. Uh I am hoping for this is absolutely unrelated podcast. But if I if I could genuinely have one thing. Uh, for this Christmas, I would love for the Edmonton Oilers to trade for an actual defenseman. That's that's all I want. I'm a simple man. Just trade for just trade for a defenseman. That's 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 all I need. I'll be happy. All right, Mason. So uh, I'm not going to hope for the world here. You know, I don't want everything. I just want to beat the fucking Chiefs in the playoffs, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just I just need that monkey off our back. I, I think um, I, like, I, I honestly, at this point, if these two teams met in different iterations, I, I, bro, the defense, like you thought, you thought last time was a Gabe Davis game. Gabe's gonna have like eight touchdowns this time, like eight touchdowns, five hundred yards. Have you seen oh, James Cook, baby? He's been God. good. So, so <laughs> a, a little bit of a breaking news: Wall Street Journal's reporting that the NFL is near a deal with Google's YouTube. For Sunday t- ticket rights, uh, all right. So that bodes well for me. I do own YouTube TV, and if the NFL was like, "Hey, pay a little bit extra for five months," I would be like, "Yeah, I'm down." So uh, that's very cool. I will probably let now YouTube TV. I'd like them to fix their. Uh, their Safari experience because I currently can't click into any of the streams for for some reason and that's you know deeply annoying. But uh, aside from that, like YouTube TV is a uh, you know I believe a great product. So you know I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing what uh, what, what ends up happening. I, I, as a fervent Google user, I have one warning to you. Register. They make a really good product. They find a, like this really nice balance of things that you're like, wow, I really like this. It takes care of a lot of my needs. And then they decide to change that product and get rid of all the things that you really liked about it. And I have no idea what their problem is with it, but they've done it to like four different programs that I've absolutely loved from them. And they're like, well, we're going to change these like three things about it because of customer feedback. And I'm like, I don't know who could have possibly told you that that's what we wanted because it's not. But here we are. 
YouTube, Google Music was amazing, and they killed it for YouTube Music, and it's not nearly as good as Google Music was. And Google Pay used to be so much more robust and excellent, and they've stripped away features over time. But that's a whole other problem for another thing. Uh, hopefully, YouTube TV actually can get those rights, though, because it would be nice to see it with a different platform for a change. Yeah, and I think it would be more accessible to people. I totally I agree. Say, it's so too expensive right now with what they're asking. I I will say what I would enjoy for Christmas. Mine is more materialistic and uh and uh, surface level. I'd really like a Colorado Avalanche reverse retro jersey. That you know that those are beautiful. Those are beautiful jerseys. Those like, are beautiful. I love I love I love whenever they wear those. The the like yellow red C. Oh yeah. Like I'd I've really always like one of those. It'd be it'd be a lot of fun to have that as something to wear around my house and out to to certain events and things like that. So that'd be cool. I'm curious. It's, like, the, it's just the white one with the C in the middle. Yeah. And the yellow in the middle. That's a pretty crisp look. I like that. I, I'm I'm curious. Do, do, is like jersey wearing like a common habit? Like like hockey jersey wearing a common habit where you live? Uh, they're pretty rare. But like I I like typically wear them like as like kind of a sleep shirt or like mm. if I'm going to a grocery store or something like that. They're pretty they're pretty comfy. I'll I'll tell you this. I guarantee. Like if you give me. Two minutes, I'll find some clown in a McDavid jersey here. Like it's is they're, they're like everywhere. But I'm just curious in like places that like yeah, Brad, but you live in Canada. Like, that's, that's yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although in fairness, I live in a hockey town too. I see Sabers sweaters all over the place. Yeah, how about those Sabers, man? Those oh, man, those, those oh, they're so much fun. Man, they're man. either wildly disappointed uh, or they score. Yeah, eight you know what else? I'd, no like, I'd like. I'd like one of those like. All orange uh, Oilers jerseys because they're similar colors. So oh, those are nice. Those the are... orange ones? I never, I never liked the orange one. I always thought they look a bit like, like, like uh, traffic cones. And the team already kind of plays like traffic cones, so getting. Oh, so you're 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 one of choice. I can kind of see in the background here is the white. No, that's just that's just the one that I own. My my absolute favorite is like the McFarlane ones from like the early two thousands, but I they're hard to get your hand on. People people treat them very. I I, I love the royal blues that they brought back. Those are very nice. But see, I'm really into obnoxious colors like the Seattle Seahawks color <laughs> oh jersey. God, oh disgusting. god, oh, it tickles me in so many ways. If I was picking a team like now based on just color scheme, and I saw that, I would be like, I'm locked in like Seattle Seahawks <laughs> forever, baby. <laughs> It's so obnoxious and bright and awful, and I, I just, I absolutely love it. I would wear it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, thank you for joining me. We're, I'm gonna have, we're gonna pause this, and I'm not gonna just randomly end the call for once. I do need to conference about uh, our plans for uh, the rest of the year because there are some scheduling issues that are gonna pop up next week for me. So we might not have an episode next week, but we will definitely have an episode going into week 18. And definitely, I think, Bradford, if you're down for it, multiple episodes before the playoffs start, especially if we're kind of in break mode student-wise. So, yeah, we will get to that in the the new year at that point. Uh, So... Keep an eye out over the next week. We may have an episode next week. If not, 
we will see you in the new year. Thank you so much for listening. As always, this has been Eric Jensen and the End Zone Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Peace out. And, and you know, happy holidays.